getting this thing started, how would you describe what exactly it is that you do? Um, great question. <laughs> I would I would describe channeling as an altered state of consciousness mm-hmm. where I am simply tuning into, let's say, a specific radio frequency. Mm. And as I tune into that frequency, I'm able to bring through an intelligence. And that intelligence allows me to look into someone's body. And as we go into someone's body, their energy field and the core of who they are, then we are able to either see any energetic discrepancies, any disruptions and bring healing through for that part of someone's body. Mm-hmm. So I would say what I do is um, it's on the healing plane of existence, but we're actually working on multi-dimensional fields as we bring through channeled messages, insights um, from either loved ones, from spirit. So we are doing multiple things all at one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel that everyone, in a way, is a channel. Every single human being is channeling something from somewhere. I love this. Because <laughs> I do. Yes. I feel as though every single human being is a channel. Like, we are just like a radio set that's taking in messages and frequencies all day, every day. Yes. Yeah. So, how would you describe what exactly it is that you channel because I know you are in touch with this energy of Maitreya. Is that just one part of your channeling or is your one-on-one also a different channeling? You know, is it, you know, you do your YouTube Maitreya channeling, which is more public. And then when you do one-on-one sessions, you, is it like a specific kind of transmission, specific kind of tuning that you do? Yes. So on the YouTube channel, We're bringing through energies from the collective consciousness mainly Mm -hmm. and anything that can help the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that might be um, an energy that might be taking place at a specific time. And as we tune into those energies and whoever's tuning in may be able to relate to what we're bringing through. Mm -hmm. And as they listen to the transmission, there'll be healing frequencies coming through. So that will help the, the audience, the listener. And in a one-to-one channeling session, it is more specific. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it'd be all about you if we were to have a one-to-one channeling session, Gary. So we would immediately go into your energy field. Mm-hmm. What's going on in Gary's world? What's going on in Gary's body, in your heart, and all these places? And in that place, spirit would my trail would come through. So we would know immediately what's going on in your energy field outside of you. But more importantly, we would know exactly what's going on inside on a vibrational level. Mm-hmm. And from that point, the session will begin and we start the healing process from that. Yeah. Mm. It's powerful stuff. <sighs> you know, if you were to tell me that stuff, I don't know five six years ago before i was on the path per se i would think it was all lunacy crazy (laughs) magic right 
but now I am more attuned with myself, more in touch with this sense of spirit, with just energy altogether. And it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Um, I guess you just have to, in order to become a believer per se, and maybe not even believing to a knowing of the subtle energies of how we are, a sort of radio transmitter of frequencies, um, you just have to go within yourself, I'd say. I mean, how would you say, touching on my previous statement, that we're all channelers, how would you say we all get in touch with this? Would you say it's through a sense of meditation? Um, would you say to reach out maybe to somebody that already has this skill so that they can allow you to get in touch with that? Um, where do we start on this path of channeling, would you say? Meditation is a great place to start mm -hmm. because it's in the stillness that we are able to start tuning mm -hmm. in to mm -hmm. the frequencies and vibrations. And without that, then it all becomes noise. Uh -huh. So meditation yeah. is the perfect place to start. And as we build a regular and more consistent practice, so it's something to keep going. And it's something that I push quite a lot with my own clients and people that I work with. Just try your best to do it regularly. Yeah. Because the more regular you can do it, the more you open up that stream that we are all connected to. As you said, mm -hmm. we are all channelers. I believe in that as well. And exactly what you mentioned earlier, that we are able to all tune in. But it just depends on where we all are. Mm -hmm. in our lives so if you are looking to tune in and connect more to that divine stream that is available to all of us then start with meditation mm. do it regularly because in the regularity you can then start feeling more and in the feeling more we can start being more mm. inside and from there there's a knowing there's a knowing, there's a being, and there's a doing. We call it the trifecta, the trinity that's within us. Oh, that's good. Mm. And all those parts, they start waking up, but they need stillness to wake up. They mm. need silence away from all of the noise and distractions of the outside world, yeah. the news, the fear, mm. this is going on, that's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, meditation is a great place to start. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. hmm. Now, hmm. how do you know that what you're channeling is good for you? Is there just this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I guess one could say the devil's advocate would be like, hey, what if you're channeling bad energy? I guess that is possible. Yeah, you, is absolutely. Is it just like something that maybe in the feeling just feels right? Is is that it? Like mm. you just, oh yeah, this is obvious that this is good for me. Like, is there a sense mm -hmm. of discernment that comes about in the stillness Absolutely, leads mm -hmm. the way? Yeah. Yes. I feel that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there are, you know, in this landscape of good and bad. So we can obviously channel purity, divine, Creation is beautiful source, 
but in that space, but on a different frequency, depending on where we are, depending on what we attract, what we're magnetizing to us, we can also attract the lower frequencies and different entities. So in order to understand what you're channeling and whether that is of purity, it's important to get in touch with a part of you that we say our gut, our gut feeling. We can't really go wrong when we have that very strong gut feeling inside. Mm -hmm. Intuition. And intuition, absolutely. And also our hearts. Yeah. The core of our hearts, the core of our being is at such a frequency that if there is something impure coming in, the core of you is going to feel it. There's going to be a red flag coming out and you will know that what you're inviting in isn't of pure consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's in that moment that you will be alarmed, you'll be awakened to either protect yourself and wake up to remove yourself from that particular energy, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's quite apparent, I feel. Um, it's like, for me at least, intuition is so strong. It's very subtle, but yet in that subtlety is just a... Um, a very clear and apparent message of yes or no to whatever whatever the inquiry is you know whatever comes in I know what's right for me and I know what's wrong for me and it's very quick apparent but like I said yet subtle if one is in tune with themselves and has a keen eye it's just very easy especially I do meditation every day but if done ritualistically and regularly it's very easy to have that sense of intuition and um, follow that and just know that it is leading one in the right direction. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how else to say, it's quite apparent, it becomes quite apparent when one is in tune with himself. Um, yeah. Now, you said like we do this for a sense of healing, right? A sense of like, Becoming a new, ultimately, I guess, maybe enjoying this life, finding a little sense of joy amongst the darkness and our suffering, <laughs> right? That's all, yes. I guess that's what the path really alludes to, I would say, is that we're trying to enjoy this life. Now, once we find a sense of healing, do you feel like ultimately where this is all going is the path of the heart? Like, do you find uh, any kind of correlation between everybody's healing journey? Like, are we ultimately just becoming more compassionate individuals through this whole thing? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I could feel it as you were speaking. Mm. Yeah. I do believe that the, let's just say, the the mission, the purpose is for every human being, every individual to get in touch with that part of themselves, the path of the heart, as you said, in order to 
become more compassionate, Mm -hmm. become a more compassionate and understanding and wholesome being Mm. so that we are present in this moment so that we no longer project into the future so that we no longer ruminate about the past and when we can be right here right now often what we will find is that there's nothing missing yeah like yeah and in and in that place there's a different feeling that comes about and that's often a higher frequency so what I believe is that as we are all healing and as we all become more and more attuned to our heart space, then we rise. There's, there's no other direction to go. We are just rising. And as we rise the frequencies, we will enter into different landscapes and that will fulfill us. That fills us up. Yeah. It's just a vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. And do you th- think it's also fulfilling to spread the love, you know, to like bring others to our best ability, to guide others along um, to these said frequencies, you know, like uh, to have a little bit of company, you could say. I feel personally... <laughs> There's like a, a, a slight sense of obligation to just talk about it, which is literally what we're doing right now. I just, yeah, it's like, beautiful. why not? Like in this sense of yeah. fulfillment, you know, getting out of the sense of lack, I'm like, I know how good mm-hmm. I feel now as opposed to, like I said, five, six years ago before the path. And to me, I see myself and others. So they're not really others. So I see myself out there suffering and i want to to the best of my ability bring others you know to the promised land show them the way and it's just obligatory like now that i have this sense of understanding within myself knowing of the greater self or the greater the capital s i can't not talk about it you know i can't not try and help and i know ultimately it's all up to us there's really only so much that we can do but I just, there's just like, I can't wake up in the morning and not, you know? So do you feel the same way that it's kind of like, you know, once you made it to the other side, per se, you kind of want to bring others along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. There's yeah. definitely a part of me that wants that. Yeah. But there's also a part of me that understands that everyone is on their own journey. That's the thing. So Mm -hmm. I would never interfere in the sense of trying to persuade or convince someone to come over to this side. Yeah, (laughs) this side. I would, I would, uh, I would speak my truth. Mm. And as I speak and have a conversation with yourself and on your platform, and as I continue my own work in that space, I hope that there is a domino effect and people catch snippets of mm-hmm. something yeah. that wakes maybe a, a little part of themselves up and go, yeah. yeah, I can relate to that. Or like, 
yeah, Gary said something there. <laughs> and, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me look further. And then they start. Yeah. I believe that's the most organic way for someone to come into this field. I think so. Otherwise, it can, it can be quite overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can only do so much. You can only uh, plant seeds. And uh, it's not up to us if the seeds grow or not. You can only plant them. <laughs> Some seeds are planted in unripe, unfertile soil. They won't grow. It's okay. It's not up to us. Some seeds are planted in good soil and they will grow. And yes, yeah, we did what we needed to do. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a phrase in the Bible. <laughs> definitely, definitely paraphrasing <laughs> a little bit there, but that's something in the Bible about planting seeds in good soil. But um, yeah, that's really all that one could do is um, just kind of, my motto is uh, I just, just throwing it out there, just putting it out there into the ethers. If it catches, if it works, if somebody's open, that's great. If not, then, well, I had a good time talking on camera, on the microphone <laughs> with you. Um, that's it. Just kind of like, uh, you can only go so far. I feel as though in also in the essence of guidance, I'm sorry, in the essence of channeling, it's the same thing with guidance to other people. Like, you have to be open, you know, in order to be a channel, you can probably attest, you have to have your channel open to get the transmission. So I think it's also the same when one is, um, is pursuing guidance to others, the others, others have to be open to said guidance. They have to be almost the other like chain link in the channel, you know, because that's all we're doing here when we're on YouTube and with each other literally right now is we're just channeling something from somewhere. (laughs) And the listener is just another link into, into the channel. So that's how I see it, but they have to be open. If they're not open, this is like the radio channel. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The radio dial is just tuned to some other frequency that we're not on. It's just not going to work. It's not going to compute. It's not going to get the ping. So, it's a two-way street, I guess, moral of the story. What I'm trying to say here is like channeling requires more than just like the the output of the transmission. It also requires the the opening of an input to where the transmission goes to, um, if that metaphor yes. made any sense. <laughs> but it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and some, there's only so much that we can do. There's only so much that we can do, but um, like I said, I just enjoy doing this. I imagine you enjoy doing what you do on your in your form of creation, right? Just, just like, is there? Um, I think you mentioned this actually in one of your videos. Is there just like a natural, also inclination of creation that comes from this? So a natural, you know, inclination of wanting to help others, but just general creation, right? Just like creation sort of flows through um your said channeling is that um just part of the package (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so so what i often find is when i'm channeling when i'm in that space there will be if i'm working with someone one-to-one then it's a little bit different yeah because Mm -hmm. we are completely focused on them but if i'm doing a transmission or if i'm just in my own reflective space then there will be a lot of creative energy and streams of information coming through Mm -hmm. um, which is 
a lovely space to be in, especially if I'm doing my own self-reflection and workings. Um, and also after channeling sessions and transmissions, the energy stays, it's it's with me. And it because I've already opened up that stream, it allows me to just kind of absorb whatever it might be that wants to continue speaking mm -hmm. through me to me. Yeah. So it's a good time for note taking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Free writing, right? You actually literally take <laughs> notes or is it you saying like in a, in a yes. metaphorical sense? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Mm. It's very That's helpful. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the more I go along this path, I see us, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the beginning, but I see us as these paintbrushes of God per se. Like we are just instruments of the divine that can be played at different tunes. And I think that's what we are. We're almost like a, a membrane that energy passes through, it seems. It's quite interesting, right? It's quite interesting. When you lose your sense of self, you know, as in you give up a sense of ego, you gain a higher guidance and submission or surrender, maybe even a better word to some kind of something, some higher force. And you just, when you give yourself to that, it's like, oh, this, this is really what we are. We, I am playing a part in some other greater order. I am, I don't have full power here. There's something that is, I am attached to that I am a thread. I am the golden thread of some other energy force that is non-physical too. That's the thing. It's not, it's not physical. It's almost like the force in Star Wars in a way. So when you link up to this guidance, the force is with you and you just play that tune. And yeah, life just seems better. And the thing is the and force- isn't it Right? <laughs> Go on, carry on. I was going to say the force just naturally seems to guide you along a path that makes your life better as well. That's the thing is it's like, it's a win-win. It just seems better in the moment. And then in, in your sense of becoming also is better. So like the being is better and the becoming is better. And it is all one. It's really just one. <laughs> the being and becoming become one. And uh, yeah, it's just quite beautiful, man. Uh, quite beautiful to know that this is really what we are. It's truly inexplicable, truly inexplicable, trying to explain it now. But what we are is some kind of servant. We're a servant to something greater. Humans are servants. And when we think we're everything, a sort of solipsism, we think we are God, we got it all in control, that causes suffering. So really, true peace, happiness, joy, whatever you want to call it, it seems to me, comes from recognizing our servitude, our willing servitude to a greater force that goes beyond thought, rationale, recognizing that, and just going with that every day. Every day we wake up, just thank you, God, thank you, source, thank you, higher intelligence. What do you need me to do today? and go with that. And 
Yes. It's, it's that simple, right? It's that simple. <laughs> I mean, it might not necessarily be easy because we've been conditioned our whole life to um, not know that's a thing. So it might not necessarily be an easy thing to tap into that. But I feel as though once you know it's a thing, it's quite simple to tap in. Like, like we've mentioned before through meditation and modalities such as that. Um, yeah, that's just my little tangent, my little rant. I imagine you feel. Yeah, it was way. beautiful. <laughs> it was you. beautiful. I was in. Thank you. What I was what I was going to say is, as you were speaking, I just felt this urge to just say, "And isn't that liberating?" Yes, that is that is the <sighs> it is liberating exactly. Like you can just put all the bags down. Yeah. Drop yeah. it all off. It's liberating because there's a lot a lessening of of conditionality to living or less of a, a sense of control i mean we always had that sense of control like i gotta be this way i gotta look this way i gotta do this so i can get this but when you just approach it with a sense of surrender every day there is no like i gotta do something there is still the doing obviously we still do stuff like we're doing this right now yes I, you know i i make my bed i make my breakfast the doing still goes on but it's more of like it's a less of like, um, like I said, conditionality. If the doing of said activity doesn't necessarily happen, there's no loss. It's like, whatever, okay. It's, there's always the doing going on, but it's not coming from Gary. It's like, some, it comes from somewhere else. And it's quite hard to explain. And if somebody has no idea, they're like, what are these people talking about? But it's real. It's just, um, <laughs> it's just, it's like the, yeah, this liberation from any kind of human egotistical conditionality. Like there is just more of an essence of flow in one's life. Um, and yeah, liberation is the right word. True freedom. It's right. It doesn't seem like freedom though, right? Because when we say it, it's like, well, you're you're submitting to a greater force. How is that freedom? Doesn't that you know? You said you're a servant. How is that freedom? It's like uh, I know it does seem like a contradiction. But I'm using my sense of free will to submit to that greater force and surrender, that greater force of love. And that is freedom because I am giving up my idea of free will, which isn't really free. I mean, I guess we do have free will. That's a debate. That's a whole other debate. But how I feel is that we're in that surrender, that total surrender, that decision to give up your will to a greater will of the universe, that is the ultimate essence of liberation. And like I said, maybe I'm not explaining it right because it seems like a contradiction, but you, you know what I'm talking I'm about? Following. I'm you're, following. I'm following, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Because <laughs> yeah. in, in, in that giving up of will as you shared, you are willing. Mm -hmm. You are, it, it's your conscious choice. You are deciding. Yeah. No one is choosing that for you. Yeah. And that's the greatest thing I feel as though a human can do. Every single one of us is to surrender. And all of our, we all have our own karma and our own circumstances, our own way to go about surrendering, obviously. But it, it's all the same idea. It's like kind of give it up, let it go. We've all heard it before. Just let go. That's the essence. That is true liberation. Just let go to some kind of greater force and, you know, let Jesus take the wheel, per se. <laughs> and it's that simple. It's that easy. I mean, not easy. You reminded you reminded me of a um, a Latin phrase called "amor fati," which means love of fate. 
mm. or love oh. of one's fate. Yeah, that's good. And I've kind of got that inscribed in, inside of my cells because what that translates to is acceptance for all, accepting all. Yeah. And when you can fall in love with that, then exactly as you shared, you, you can let go, like let the stream of source, God, creation, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. let it take the wheel. Yep. <laughs> Amor fati. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for sure. I think that's what the path really is leading one toward. And um, it's like to say, I mean, personally, I'm not perfect. I'm not on that wavelength all the time. I am a faulty human being, just throwing it out there. But I think um, I think that's where this is all going. Uh, it's sort of just like a complete surrender, a complete submission to this 100%. And that is full liberation. But we all got stuff we got to work through. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day per se. So um, I think there's also... Um, value and honoring our humanness, the futility of the human condition in that, you know, in the path is recognizing that we are perfectly imperfect and uh, also honoring that side of us. It's great to recognize the side of us that is quite holy and divine and, you know, kumbaya and, and godly, but also recognize on the other side of the coin, the, the sense of darkness that we live amongst and find that balancing act and work with that dance with that you know there's some kind of dance between the yin and the yang of that and uh yeah in there is also the liberation because uh it's like not negating the human side but also embracing the divine and in there is some kind of holy dance some kind yes. of balancing act and yes uh, and yeah, remembering to play that's it yeah play play with your humanness <laughs> yes yeah that's what it comes down to and that's the that always brings up this adage to me when people say stuff like that is um you know unless you become like children you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven and that's keep that in the back of my head you gotta play with this stuff you know it's the divine play of Leela. you gotta play with your your faults you have to take it less seriously yes mm-hmm Ah, <sighs> it's powerful stuff. I think it all just comes natural, though. That sense of play just comes natural once one is able to channel and gets on this wavelength of meditation. It just becomes a lot easier to play and take it less serious. And not less serious as in like a sort of nihilism, nothing matters. Just less serious, like I said, in the conditionality, having faith in the process, having faith in whatever this said source or creator throws our way, even though it may seem like it sucks, it may seem a little painful. I feel as though in the sucky moments in my life, because they don't end, <laughs> they don't end, it happens. I still can find that play easier. Like, do you feel as though in the suffering of your life and the stuff that happens, it is easier to play? Like it is easier to see that these things are for you rather than against you because i feel as though that's the big switch for me personally anytime i see anything happens even if it's just like 
I don't know, I hit my head or stub my toe or something stupid like that. I say, okay, slow. I try to find play in the pain. And it actually, it's, it, it's, it's there. It's real. It may not seem like it, like I said, but it's there. I can find now that I'm on this path, a sense of play amongst the darkness, you know, the light amongst the darkness, you could say. Um, do, do you feel the same as well before, say, compare before you were on this path, you know, this path, meditation, channeling as opposed to now? Is it easier to play with your suffering and the, the pain of life? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've actually been having quite a lot of these conversations recently. Mm -hmm. And there is a moment along the journey. And when that moment arises, it makes all the challenges, all the suffering that we go through, which we all do, we all, we can't escape it. It's mm -hmm. part of this human game that we're playing. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier, A, to accept what's coming our way, what's unfolding, what we're experiencing. But B, it gives us a perspective of opportunity. Mm. And that's what I love. Not that I consciously invite challenges into my reality, but what I love about the process of suffering is that in that space, when we are down and we are feeling our humanness, in that space, because we can't feel that otherwise unless we are suffering. Yeah. And when yeah. we are in one's own suffering, then we can really feel humanity and all that we are connected to. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if we can see what we are feeling and experiencing as opportunity to just open up more and more parts of ourselves, because there's different parts of our energy field. There are different parts of our body that is calling and requiring our attention and in those times of challenges and suffering, there'll be a knock on our door to say, hey, hey, Tiffany, I'm over here. I've actually just been here for quite a while, mm -hmm. but you've just in, you've been ignoring me for such a long time that I'm, I'm now turning into a pain or a disease or whatever it might be, or I had to stub my toe <laughs> to just get your attention. Mm -hmm. The opportunity has been the key on my personal journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Opportunity is a good word. Opportunity. <laughs> this opportunity implies that we have the opportunity. You don't have to take it, but you have the opportunity to see this. You don't have to see it. Yes. And I don't always see it, but you have the opportunity to. It's good. It's good stuff. We can we we can sit in the pain of the shoulder, of the toe, whatever it is. We can sit in that pain, and sometimes it's good to sit in it, mm. but not for a prolonged period of time, because mm -hmm. then we can go into kind of a a poor me or just a, a lower state. That's why we never want to 
never want to stay in our own suffering for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we can have a communication with ourselves and that pain, then we can we can realize much sooner what our energy, what our body is trying to communicate with us, mm-hmm. and even spirit. Spirit is sending us messages as well. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. They're often trying that. to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Sometimes I get headaches. You know, I could go. I have the opportunity to go, oh, what was me? This sucks. Why don't I? Why me? Why is this happening? Oftentimes I say, I'm just going to sit with this, examine what this pain is. I call it pain meditation. I don't even know if that's a thing. It's a thing now. Pain okay. meditation. Just sit with Brilliant. it. If you have pain, it might mm-hmm. seem hard. But if one practices meditation especially, see if you can meditate on your pain. It's quite interesting because I have found that you can distance yourself from this pain and know that that is not you. Just as much as the pleasures aren't you, the pain also isn't you. And it's quite interesting because it's like, oh, that is just a, is it a message? Yeah, it's like a message. And it's not me. It's quite interesting how one can do that. And it's it's true, and pain, we are not the pain. Pain comes and go, just like anything else. Um, I don't know what my, the point of my story is, but I guess with enough mindfulness, we can play with it. It doesn't make it necessarily go away. (laughs) It's still there, but there is with that little sense of mindfulness is a lessening of the identification with the pain. Yes. And that is what's important because we're all, you know, we're all going to get old. We're all going to get sick and die as the Buddha says. So it's like if you can strengthen that mental muscle when you're not in pain, especially, you can do it when we are in pain and suffering and see, oh, that's not me. That's not me. Reducing the attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Helps. Mm -hmm. Opportunity is there for all of us to see that. Um, It doesn't mean I welcome pain either. That's for sure. I don't welcome it in. But I know that's like no matter what, it's not me. It's not me. And the greatest example of that, and you know, (laughs) the greatest example of the pain is not me. I always keep this in the back of my head for the power of meditation is, I don't remember his name, but that, um, I think it was Vietnamese monk that's on the Rage Against the Machine cover that self-immolated. You know, you know that popular demonstration of the dude that, um, literally lit himself on fire uh you know that one's a very yeah yeah i think i vaguely recall yeah it's um it's an album cover rage against the machine that they used and he stood there not stood there he sat there as he lit himself on fire in the lotus posture not muttering anything not moving a muscle just in flames and I'm not recommending anybody do that. I'm not saying anybody should do that. But to me, that is just a testament to what we're talking about now. That's to the nth degree, for sure. That is to like, that's, there's a whole, there's a whole, that's a whole other level, but it's still the same essence. 
that monk, through his deep, deep meditations, realized that he is not that pain. And he took it to the next life, <laughs> which is crazy to me, but still, it's the same essence. Like I said, in that essence of meditation, in that stillness, we can distance ourselves from whatever pain that we have and see that that's not us and not, this is the most important thing, not react to it, to respond accordingly, to hold that sense of discernment that we all have, that we talked about in the beginning, amidst our suffering and darkness and not respond in a negative way toward ourselves or others in the environment. That is where the strength comes, I feel as though, in this path is to not respond in a destructive way, to be sattvic in all of our actions. And if one wants an example, look up the monk. I'm gonna look up his name just because I wanna name drop it for anybody in the future, hold on. It's, uh. Self immolation. Let's see. Um, Tik Kwang Duk. Tik Kwang Duk. And you know what? I'm going to bring up the picture. Might be a little graphic. Graphic. Uh, <laughs> this is just an advisory. This might be a little graphic to people, but to me, it's actually beautiful. I think this is actually like a beautiful picture. Hold on one sec. Let me see if I can find a good picture. There we go. I feel as though this is a beautiful testament to meditation. Hold on. Oh, can we see that? So there's also a video. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, to anybody, it's like, wow, that's pretty insane. But look, there's a video of it too. We can, you can look that up in your, your own time. But he didn't move a muscle, supposedly, and he didn't scream. He didn't say anything. He just sat there on fire. Who can do that? I'm not doing that anytime soon. Like I said, I'm dealing with stubbing my toe. <laughs> dealing with some headaches. This guy lit himself on fire. This is a, the purest testament to the power of meditation and to the power of knowing that we are really not our body. We are way beyond this. We are way beyond, you know, the pleasures and pains of the body. If you can find peace, and he's a human just like us, if he can find peace, on fire then what's stopping us from finding peace in our suffering and not responding in a negative manner in a destructive manner you know he could have got up and in in that moment the destruction could have been he got up and wailed around and caught other people on fire right in that metaphor mm. we do that in our own suffering we yes you know other people catch fire from our fire like they they, they kind of have the opportunity and it's easy. Like suffering is almost like, uh, is, is, uh, what's the word I'm looking to for? To spread. Yeah, it's uh, contagious in a way, can, can be contagious. It's very easy to spread mm -hmm. negative vibes, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. So in that metaphor, he could have like got up and spread it to the crowd and everybody else yes. catches fire and it goes on. It's just like this kind of virus. Mm -hmm. But um, the most important part of this whole path is that we respond differently and uh, we don't create negative karma. That's really the essence of it is that we, we, we kind of create a pure lifestyle that doesn't continue a thread of samsara. And uh, that's how we create a better world. Do you think that this is what this is all leading to? I mean, are we creating a better world, like a, a better 
a brighter future for Earth? I mean, I know not everybody's going to get the message maybe in this lifetime, but do you see like maybe in the next generation or the generation after that a life or not a life, a, uh, yeah, a life of just more communal living where we're all on the same page of compassion and this, the source, the sense of stillness within, are we creating the kingdom of heaven on earth? It's a big one. I know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, the rate at which the masses are catching on, whether you want to say it's awakening or just getting more in touch with their hearts, becoming more compassionate, more conscious, more present. Understand there's so much more understanding of this spiritual space. You can just go onto social media now. Yeah. And it's everywhere. It's yeah. catching. It's definitely catching. It doesn't seem like it if you turn yes. on Fox News or something. But yeah, there's something going on right now. Behind there the is. So what I see is that despite the darkness that we are shown on the media, there is, there is a huge amount of light that has been, that begun a few years ago. And it is just coming in to the earth plane. It's continuing to come in. And that's why we're seeing so many people having the conversations like you and I are having now. Mm. And we're having them with random people, even on the streets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're having them over social media conversations with our loved ones, even family members. Everyone's kind of riding the same train. Mm -hmm. And it's this feeling of coming home. We're all yeah. coming home. Yeah. And I don't think we can ignore that. Mm. So it's only going to grow. And when we see calamity and chaos unfolding on the earth plane, then that is a sure sign that there is more and more light unfolding. Yeah. Mm, I think so. Yeah. I think it's like growing pains, the calamity, the tumultuousness of the world that we could see is just a uh, sort of growing pains for humanity. I think that's just how we learn. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I think that's just in the code of how we learn. We find um, harmony uh, through conflict, it seems like in order to, in order to know what we are, in order to know where home is, as you said, we need to know what isn't home, like what isn't it. In order to know what is it, we need to know what isn't it, it seems. That's just the process, it seems. I don't know why. I didn't design this thing. <laughs> That's just it's how a, it is. It's a, it's a great cleansing. Yeah, cleansing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great cleansing that everyone is going through mm. so that truth, truth is awakening. We're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And more and more people, as soon as we can hear or be in the presence of someone or something speaking something that is impure or an untruth, people are 
beginning to become more sensitive yeah. to that energy. And that's what is awakening the truth on the planet because it's less about did they lie? Was he telling the truth? Mm, I'm not sure. Let's ask. No, we're coming more and more into our own power and our own abilities to immediately recognize a little bit like how you were sharing earlier about how clear you feel yeah. about, yes, yes, it's that, it's this way. Mm -hmm. That's happening for so many people now. Um, and that is part of the ascension. That's beautiful because that gives me hope. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. That gives us all hope. We don't have to rely on sources. Oh, I, I have a detector inside of my own system. Mm -hmm. So as someone is speaking, we can tell immediately whether it's a truth or an untruth. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. It is very powerful. And so we we're becoming stronger as a race. Mm, I think so. And we're becoming who we were really meant to be. Truly. We are much greater than I think that we think we are, you know? The popular paradigm likes to make us believe we are just a little bit above apes. You know, we're just a little bit smarter than chimpanzees. No, I think we're more like angels, you know? We do okay. definitely have that animalistic instinct in us, but we're way greater than that. We're not capped at that. We're not just monkeys with nuclear weapons. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are way greater than that. And once you do tap into yourself, you see it. Yeah, it becomes clear, very clear that what I was told I was my whole life it's a falsity. Yeah. And we are all waking up to that slowly, but surely, but maybe not so slowly. That's the thing. It may seem slow relative to especially how fast our world moves on the internet, but it's actually happening very, very fast. All around the world, people are getting, they're getting, you know, the turned on to something somehow some way we're all getting turned on to this alternative way of living and seeing ourselves in the world something's definitely going on for sure and it's a wonderful time and a beautiful time to be alive i really do feel that absolutely yeah the hope is there for sure the hope amidst the chaos the it's there and it can't be given up too mm -hmm. right it's like you feel like you know, every day there might be an excuse for one to ignore that hope, but it never fails me. Like that hope is, I don't even know if hope is the right word, but that like that sense of knowing is always there. No matter what happens in my life, no matter what happens on Fox News or TikTok or anything really on the outside material world, the 3D realm. No matter what happens, there's always that sense of understanding that there's way more going on than meets the eye. There's way more going on than who I am. And there's a way greater order that I am and in, I am involved in. 
And that transcends all of the calamity, no matter what. Um, and once you wake up to that, which we all are, yeah, nothing can harm you. It's a sense of like invulnerability, right? It's like, it's just, it's powerful. There's nothing more powerful to know that, put, it's quite simply for me, this is my own words, that God exists. To know that there is a God, what more do you need? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was atheist before. I didn't believe any of this stuff. I was scientific, pragmatic, rationalist. If it didn't have a scientific proof, if there was no mathematical equation that it could lead <laughs> up to, it, it wasn't real. Now I have faith, like a real sense of faith, like true faith, not blind faith, a true sense of faith mm -hmm. within my heart that leads the way every single day that I wake up. What more do you need than that, man? I don't know. And, and, yeah. and imagine that multiplied by millions That's of people. The thing. Yeah, all that of feeling us. that you've got. We're all getting this faith. We're, I think we're all in one way or the other realizing that God exists. What? That's crazy. Because that's not the world we live in. Our world is atheistic. And, you know, it's hard to say God. I know that's a, such a weighted word. But maybe in the, in the place of my use of God, that there is a greater transcendent reality, greater energies, greater frequencies that we are all connected to that once you align yourself with will lead the way toward purpose in one's life and then ultimately will lead the way to a better life for all of us and for future generations. Maybe that's a better use of God. I like to just say God, keep it simple because I do really think that yeah. is the essence. The logos, you know, something that just is leading us through this life. We're all getting connected to and uh, hallelujah for that. <laughs> hallelujah for that. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, that's powerful stuff. Do you have anything that you want to say to that? Or am I just going off on a rant here? You know, <laughs> no, I enjoyed listening to what you were sharing, Gary. And I really felt it in your heart. And again, nice. that just made me see millions more people like yourself yeah. spread all over the globe, all the lights turning on. In every continent, every country, every town, every village, all the lights going on. And that is purpose. Purpose, yeah. True purpose. That's what the world needs. Yes. Yeah. Like really feeling like we we have a place here. We weren't just some yes. kind of accident like that. We were all we're all here for something. You know, we're all here. And you're a great you're a great example of someone that can feel that stream flowing through you. As you mentioned, you call it God, just to keep it simple. Um, but yeah, it's essentially a stream, stream of divine energy that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's coming out of you through words, through vibration, through energy. Mm. And it puts a smile on my face. Hence, I've been <laughs> smiling throughout this entire, mm. <laughs> this entire podcast. Um, it and it's really beautiful to to be in the presence of because it's very comfortable. It makes mm. people want to stay yeah. and be around it. It's love. It's really that simple. It's just love. God is love. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's the stream of love. Yeah. It's a stream. You're either with it or you're against it. <laughs> High five, brother. Give me a high five. There we go. High five. <laughs> high five to you. High five to the listener. I think um, that's a good note to wrap this up at. I think this is a beautiful, wonderful conversation. I don't have anything else to say. Um, I've gone off on plenty of rants in this one. Uh, definitely I think it's time to just be quiet, sit in that stillness. <laughs> Do you have any last words? Anything you'd want to say for the pod? Uh, uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here to share um, what channeling is, what I do, but also to listen to you, a bit about your journey and to feel what's emanating from you. It's been beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here, sharing your time, effort and wisdom. Um, Yeah, I think I said thank you enough. Wonderful talk. Please keep doing your thing. You have bright, spirit warm energy to you there's just something about you that um i know a lot of people will and do resonate with i resonate with it at least so keep on keeping on keep spreading the love (laughs) thanks gary peace and love to you tiffany peace and love to anybody that listened this long see ya